0: Welcome to the main event. Welcome back to the second episode of the Bailey Bixby podcast. Today we're going to have, I think, a crowd favorite, the Andrew C. Press, big finance guy. We're only going to say that one time in the show. I know he hates it. (laughs) Uh, This episode is called Running with the Bulls, kind of relates to the whole Wolf on Wall Street. The. New York strip of the finance people that uh, lose their hair on the daily over some money. So, reflecting on uh, C-Press, why don't you say hello here?
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew C-Press. Uh, <laughs> I work in finance. I wouldn't say I'm a big finance guy. That is <laughs> just what the nickname kind of happened, turned out to be. But yeah, good to be here.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming. So uh, just reflecting on the first episode, that was uh, pretty much just about the deeper meaning uh, of me and my life and how I've developed as a person and got to where I am. Definitely was great to hear everyone talk about how it was inspiring and they actually could relate to it and kind of see where the value is in this. And that definitely uh, motivates me to keep this going. One thing that really stuck out to me was I was talking to my grandma on the phone and she said she listened to my podcast. I didn't even tell her about it really. And she said that listening to it, she started tearing up and just how proud she was of me. So that definitely made me a little emotional and it touches me, makes me want to keep doing this. Um, definitely passionate about it, actually. Been doing this for, I don't know, what, like five days now? With, putting a lot of work into it i know i've been talking to c press about it a lot have i not
1: (laughs) it's almost too much at
0: some times (laughs) so yeah we got um andrew coming on the show he's a good buddy of mine i've known him since seventh grade i think we met uh history class in mr johnson's class one if anyone went to roseville uh I think they know who this guy is he's uh, he was a character Um, I think we got into quite a bit of trouble in that class (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: I mean if anything it was us being dumb seventh graders and so now looking back I feel really bad for the dumb stuff that we did but I guess you live and learn
0: I remember one story that stands out to me, and I think I'll, I'll forever remember this. I remember, I don't know if he were there or not, but got held back to, uh, we got in trouble in class, obviously, and he made me stay back, and he's like, I'm calling, I'm calling your parents, and I'm like, all right, go ahead, and you know, rebellious seventh grader Bailey Bixby, I gave him the uh wrong phone number. <laughs> so he uh called some completely random person. And I'm pretty sure I had detention the rest of the week. So obviously that didn't pan out too well for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's uh that's never good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh let's let's hear about uh your background a little bit, what you do and pretty much just um I don't know what your job title is, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so I graduated last May from University of Minnesota Duluth, go Bulldogs. Um, And then I believe it was June 16th was my starting day, but applying for a job is a huge process and it takes forever and you never get the first one that you apply for. So if I can give any advice on that is start early and start networking, send out emails. A lot of the times some jobs aren't posted, but places are still hiring. So definitely don't get discouraged if you don't see a job posted, but so through kind of networking, um I was able to land a job at it's called Calamos Investments. Um and so it's a little outside of Chicago, a couple miles, but pretty close. Um, and so my title is I'm a research associate, and so with that I research companies. Um, they're publicly traded. Sorry, obvious or sorry, that are publicly <laughs> traded um, that my company can invest in by buying their stock or options or convertible bonds, whatever it is. Um, one thing that I think is kind of cool about my position is I happen to be on our international, bo- on our, excuse me, on our international team. So one thing I like is I'm learning about all sorts of companies that I have never heard of, small um, companies in Malaysia that I've never heard of, or China, or wherever it is. Um, and so that's just one unique thing that I... Um, that I like about working here. Um, And I don't know, it's definitely not for everyone. I just like learning about what companies do. And I mean, um, so that that makes it for me, right? But if it's not for you, I definitely wouldn't. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about my background.
0: Yeah, Um, going back on like applying to jobs, uh, would you say that the companies that aren't posted on things like LinkedIn or Indeed Jobs, um, the ones that you kind of put yourself out there to search for yourself, like company websites, going on websites and applying, would you say those are like the less saturated ones with applications and maybe a little easier for applying and potentially getting a look at your resume?
1: Um, I guess maybe I think we're on different pages here, but the ones that are posted on linkedin if you're seeing it so is re- the rest of the world basically yeah. so if any yep. if any yeah so if anything i mean still apply for those cuz you never know yeah but like the quick applies or easy apply i think it's called on linkedin like where you just click a couple clicks and your resume yep. is there like everyone is doing that they're getting hundreds yeah, exactly. if not thousands of applications right yep. and so I mean, do it because it's easy, everyone else is, but don't let that be your main
0: yeah. driver,
1: or your main source of applying for jobs. Um, if anything, I can give advice on that. Uh, a lot of times, like the HR's email will be there um, somewhere on the website. You might have to go digging for it. But a lot of times there's a contact that you can um, get or that you can find. Uh, I never did it, but if you called, I'm sure that would... Mm -hmm. put you above somebody else for just an email because i would look at that if i was hiring someone to be like oh look at this guy he's showing the initiative guy or gal excuse me he's showing the he or she is showing the initiative of going one step further so what does that tell me about his work ethic or and i never did that so take that for as you will but um yeah there's definitely ways uh, like search what you want to do or search companies that you know that do this. And Google's helpful because they have this little, have the sidebar where you search this, this is what other people search similar to that. Then that kind of like, next thing, you know, you're on a completely different website that you don't, or a different company's website that you've never heard of. And so it just kind of builds off of each other. Um, and so that was another way that I kind of, branched out of Minnesota and then eventually here to Illinois
0: um can you elaborate a little bit on what your process was like for or the hiring process for the company you're with now like was it was it lengthy um I know one I'm with that I'm currently going through with right now it's been almost over a month and I've had probably like six interviews so far just with one company and I'm in constant contact with the guy So just kind of walk through, like, what was your process like of the hiring with the company you're with now?
1: Yeah, um, I guess first and foremost, make sure there's no spelling errors on your resume (laughs) or your cover letter. If I was hiring someone and I saw one, I'd throw you out the window just because Mm -hmm. if you're not going to take the time to do that, what else are you going to do? Exactly. Um, Yeah. So... I guess with me, it wasn't that lengthy. It's I think I had two um, two over-the-phone interviews and then one in person. Um, but So I had the in-person one, and then he was like, yeah, it'll be two weeks, and then we'll let you know. And then okay. two weeks went by, and I didn't hear anything. And then another week went by, and I didn't hear anything. And so then I think I reached out to him. I was like, hey, just wondering... Where you guys were at in the email or in the hiring process, um, mm-hmm. and and he's like, yeah, sorry, like these things take time, and you got to remember, like, unless the company is in dire need of your position, yeah. you're not really the number one priority of them yeah. hiring, and so other things go on, um, and so then it was, I think, almost six weeks later that they finally reached out to me. And granted, that might be a little long; uh, that yep. might not be like that for everyone, but it's like I said earlier, it's a long process where um, you just got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes you might feel like you're being a pest, but you know, I think you that's what they
0: kind of look for someone that actually was willing yeah. to be that pest to show that you're like wanting of the job. I mean, it shows exactly. that you care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and if you are the pest and you don't get the job, well then I guess you'll never see him again. So no harm, no foul, but um Yeah.
0: No, that's good. That's definitely good to hear. A lot of people are like, I don't know, nervous or scared to start applying to places because they're just, they don't know what to expect. But really, you just got to throw yourself out there. Just put yourself into that situation. Like I stressed about putting yourself out of your comfort zone. That's definitely applying to jobs is putting yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's how personally I think that you grow as a person. So yeah, no, that's good. I appreciate the insight on that.
1: Uh um, I got uh
0: here one quick one more thing. Another way, sorry I
1: didn't mention this earlier, but um a lot of people, I'm sure you've heard of it, but informational interviews, those are another way that you can do it by just asking somebody, it's called an informational interview and you just kind of ask some questions about your career or about their career, why they chose that path, etc. and then Typically, they will ask you questions, and so they get a chance to know each other. But a lot of times, people will do this, and they're not—you're not applying for a job. You're more applying for like the relationship. And then, let's yep. say, it opens up in a couple months or whenever it is, you're all—you have already met them. You—they know you, and so you might be considered their—I don't know—top pick, or you're—you're you're considered in the running before anyone else. Yeah. Uh, um, and so I think asking for that um, is another way you could go about it. That would definitely be proactive.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so you, made, uh, you made a big move. Like, this is, it's a life-changing. You went from Minnesota to Chicago. I mean, I remember you reaching out to me or hitting me up and be like, yo, so I uh, took a job in Chicago and was obviously like, damn, like, it's one of my best friends. He's going to be moving out. Definitely was excited for you, but also sad at the same time to hear you're going to be leaving. But uh, kind of talk about how making that decision to move from your hometown to a completely different city and what it's like in doing that. I, I know it's not easy to move away.
1: Um, yeah, so I, my senior year with school, we took a trip down to Chicago. And that was my second time ever being there. And okay. I don't know, ever since that trip, it was like middle of October, end of October. I kind of like had my mindset that that's where I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just something about that trip and kind of the city uh, sparked, sparked my interest. And then so, yeah, after that, that's when I kind of put my focus on applying here Um, And luckily I got the job. So that was good. But yeah, it's definitely been a big adjustment because you go from college where you see your friends every single day or most days, and you're surrounded by tons of people your age to um, maybe not, I guess in my case, I barely knew anyone out here. And then you go to work. And at least where I work, there's not many people my age, there's a few, but um, most people are older. And so it was definitely a big adjustment. And it was something that took time. So if anyone yeah. is considering moving out there, like, it's going to be a big adjustment. So brace yourself for that. But yep. you will slowly start meeting new people. Um, you'll get adjusted to your life, like your new city. And now I love it. Um, like I'm looking for a new apartment a little closer into the city. It'll make my commute a little farther, but um, there's just things that uh, I wish, one thing that I wish I knew then was, and I don't know why I didn't think of this, but if you're going to move to like a completely new city, there's millions of Facebook groups of people moving and looking for roommates or apartments. Try to find one. Oh yeah,
0: sure. Like
1: I joined a Facebook group of like, Roommates in Chicago, I think it's called. And people are posting there all the time of looking for X, Y, and Z. So it's like your freshman year all over again of trying to find roommate. But that way, at least you know one person or you have one person that you kind of know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it can be daunting moving hundreds of miles or halfway across the country without knowing anyone. Um, So that's just one advice I can give there. But um, I'm glad I did it. It's definitely, I would have regret it if I would not have done this. Yeah, um,
0: exactly.
1: So yeah, now five, 10 years or whatever it is, um, once or if I move back, I will ha- won't have any regrets as far as moving to Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Chicago is kind of a big point of interest in a lot of kids that are younger. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like juniors that are like, oh, I'm going to move out to Chicago and get get a job there or like just move out there in general because they want to change the scenery. But I know from my experience that it's a little bit different than Minnesota or it's kind of relatable to Minneapolis almost. And I'm not really a big city guy. Um, I know you enjoy it. Um, so I mm-hmm. guess... What is what is Chicago's culture like? Could you explain that a little bit and just how it would you say it's different than here? I would say I think it's about the same as Minneapolis and I don't even like going to Minneapolis, but I did enjoy <laughs> yeah. going to Chicago. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think the one of the reasons and kind of the reason that drew me is like it's a major city and it's not as far as New York. Like if New York was as close as Chicago, I would be there. But mm-hmm. um So that's like one thing that drew me in, and um, another. It's like there definitely is a more, um, I guess I don't know what the right word is for this, but atmosphere. If like you're a Chicagoan or Chicago, I don't know the right words. um, (laughs) Everyone seems more of (laughs) Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It seems more of a community in here. You're like, oh, I'm from Chicago, and then they all got their accents, they can tell that I'm from Minnesota, or whatever it is, um, Minnesota,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) but, like, um, I just like the feel of the city, yeah, like, you don't like the city as much, and Mm -hmm. I like the, um, I don't know, it's one of, it's a major finance hub, so that,
0: exactly,
1: drew me in, um, and then, I like, the the river is in the city that i think is actually really cool for some yeah, reason Yeah, that
0: was one of the coolest yeah. things i
1: yeah. died. i was like wow that kind of draw drew me in um and i think the other thing it's like a big city and so that just in general that's what kind of attracted my interest
0: yeah how did you even get into like how'd you find interest in finance or like why'd you even how'd you even get into that as like an education path or like to get that as a major or even a career path? How'd you even get into it?
1: Yeah, Um, and so it was never really in my interest growing up. I mean, like I knew the stock market, but nobody in my family is big into it. And so it was kind of just my own personal interest, but Mm -hmm. I think it was like my sophomore year or so, I picked up a book, I wouldn't. I don't even recommend it. But it was like stock one hundred one or something like yeah. that. Just super basic one that wasn't very helpful, but it sparked my interest. Okay. Um, and so then, and then I slowly got to meet some buddies who were also interested in it. Um. And then so like surrounding yourself with people that have similar interests is definitely big and important. I think. And so right. we all yeah. catered to investing and finance, and then. My major was really tailored towards what i'm yep. currently doing um and so and everyone like obviously people in your major are doing the same thing, and so then you're all helping and building off each other um, and so that's kind of how I got into it um, and like looking back or I'm not looking back, but starting out, I was an accounting major yeah uh, i've always been business oriented but
0: what's the what's of- the difference between? financing and accounting i know they're like if you think about it if someone doesn't have the general knowledge of it they'll probably like think oh well what's the difference between it's both numbers and handling numbers yeah i mean
1: in retrospect they're very similar um yeah. I will say this as kind of like a general rule and there's one-offs for everything so somebody out there don't get mad um <laughs> Well, finance is more the future-oriented, and accounting you could say is more looking back. Um, finance is like there's different career paths in each, obviously, and I don't need I don't want to bore you guys um, with that. But finance you could think of managing other people's monies, or not monies, but money um, in general, and then accounting be more of like the company or a specific client yeah. or um, and obviously there's one us for everything and we could go into detail forever about what's yeah. the difference, but, um, that's kind of at least what I interpret as the difference. Yeah. For them.
0: Did you ever have like family or anyone close to you that was important to you that kind of tried to steer you off of that direction of going into finance
1: to steer me, like go into this field.
0: No, to like steer away from it, to just kind of like go a different path. Did you ever have someone tell you to do something different or did um, you kind of just pick your own way?
1: I kind of picked my own way. I mean, as a kid, I remember yeah. my grandma asking me like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and right, right. I was like,
0: "I want to be a rock
1: star." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you
0: are uh, a rock star. <laughs>
1: That's, that's what I had in my mind and obviously that hasn't worked out quite yet. Um, but yeah, nobody was ever really pushing me to do a um, specific job or industry. It was kind of what I wanted and I think looking back now, I think they're happy with my choices at least I hope. Um, but nobody was, it was definitely kind of what I wanted in my interests, and I think other people should do that too if you're planning on doing your career for 40, 50 plus years, Mm -hmm. I would hope it's something that you don't hate doing every single day. Right. That would be miserable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just know, like, I don't know, looking at uh, a lot of people, they get stuck into things they hate doing because they have people telling them what they should and shouldn't do. So I think it's important when you get to like, I don't know, our age are getting towards like getting into college is finding your own niche and like um kind of deciding for yourself what you want to do because when you let other people tell you what to do it's kind of like you're going to end up probably hating what you're doing or disliking it so I feel like people like parents they kind of try to steer you into a direction that they want you to go in um So, I just think it's important for people to kind of find their own interests. I mean, that could be anything. Like, um, I mean, if you're going to work your whole life, you might as well find something that you're going to like to do. Because you're just going to be making money and you're not going to be happy. Obviously, money is not happiness. It's just you got to find something you want to do because then you won't work a day in your life, they say, the (laughs) cliché.
1: Oh yeah, hopefully that it's true. So
0: mm-hmm. um so kind of just uh getting off of that, what's uh like I know routine is a huge thing for me. Uh having a good daily routine, I feel like that uh makes me most productive and just finding like you wake up, you eat this, you do that, then after you work out. What's like a daily routine look for you and what works for you and gets you through your day?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I am definitely an avid coffee drinker. Yeah, that's a huge thing. (laughs) If you can stay away from that, I suggest it. But coffee is definitely one of the first things that I get or that I do in the morning. Um, Shower, obviously, but I'll eat and then head to work kind of varies in time six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Um, But one thing that I try to do um, is because at least for my job, I'm sitting all day. And so after work, I try to run or exercise somehow Mm -hmm. just because when I'm sitting in the chair and I get up, I can hear my bone, my hip crack almost all the time. And that cannot be good for me. Um, So just getting that movement in is something that I, uh, think it's very important and then definitely turning the screens off before you go to bed
0: and yeah not, that's a big not, killer I,
1: yeah i'm not good at this but and i need to get better but i try to read a little bit before bed mm-hmm. uh, um some days it's net. some days i don't some days i do but um it's always something that's on top of my mind or back of my mind sorry um that i yeah and, and you fall asleep i think it takes like 20 minutes for you yeah. to adjust to from the blue light or whatever it is um yep. and like i definitely notice that that it takes me longer to sleep if i right. am watching netflix or something right before bed um so that's that's one thing but then my sundays i am getting very like prepared for the week i try yeah. to do all my laundry take the garbage out cook Don't my meal
0: prep a little bit yeah. make it easier on yeah. yourself for the weeks
1: i cook cook my meals on sundays just because it's kind of like the last thing that i want to do coming home um and so and then getting my apartment clean just getting everything prepared on sunday sunday nights and then waking up on monday isn't as bad knowing that you don't have a load of laundry to do the, that night or you don't have to make dinner or whatever it is i mean it's the little things that put get you through the day right
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know that exercise and eating healthy are the best things that work for me to just kind of keep my mind sane. And I've found that reading before bed and trying to put your electronics away, I try to put my electronics away by like nine-ish, but that's like rarely happening. (laughs) But that's something I'm definitely (laughs) trying to get to. No, it is because... I don't know. You're just social media is basically a drug. I mean, you just you're always checking it. It's you ever find yourself like swiping through your phone or like you swipe to you click on Instagram and then you exit out. And then like 10 seconds later, you're back on Instagram. Like that happens so often that I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Like I need to I've tried to delete the app. Like I've just tried so many things to just kind of get a detox from social media, but it's literally like a drug and it's, it's insane. So yeah, yeah. Turning off the electronics and all that before bed and definitely something I've been getting into is reading before bed. I feel like it kind of relieves your mind because you're just reading and you're retaining other stuff. And I don't know, I think it's a, it de-stresses a little bit and it definitely uh, helps me sleep. I know I get the best sleep when I read for at least like 30 minutes before bed. It definitely helps out a lot. Yeah,
1: no it definitely does. Um one I'll do a quick shout out for a book recommendation here um for you book readers or your avid <laughs> readers. Um it's called Make Your Bed and it is a very short book with a very simple message of I guess the me- the message is making your make your bed every day and it says that even if you're having the worst day, you will come home to a bed that is made. And it's like always push and just always try to better yourself. I think Mm -hmm. it's, I'm holding it right now. It's like, what, 80 pages? Oh, it's 100, but they're small pages. And you could honestly read this in a night. Yeah, Um, It's got a great message um, that I think everyone, it's also on YouTube. Uh, It's a speech by- Is it with um, that
0: military guy? I think I've seen it on Facebook.
1: He has this pretty good message and I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's he says it's a Tennessee or I can't remember the college, um, but yeah, it's it's that speech just in book form. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess if you want to watch the speech and then see if you want to read the book, but
0: um, uh, take a picture of it and just send it to me, and I can definitely just post that on my when I post this episode and kind of give an idea to people of what it is. I guess. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Do you have any other influencers that you kind of look up to like social media people or I don't know, like authors, um, yeah. successful people? Um, I think,
1: I mean, obviously you have like your big names in the world that I think a lot of people take seriously and you definitely should because obviously they've been doing something right. Yeah. Um, But I think one thing is, college professors are doing or not doing but are great resources because oh god yeah most times they have worked in your industry that you're trying to do like at least for in business a lot of them had professional lives or not i'm not saying that being a professor is a profession but they all worked in their career before in a
0: field of different field that they're teaching
1: Yeah. yeah And so I think they're a huge resource and they know people. You just got to get to know them is kind of the, um, the thing. And so I had a lot of professors that helped me and pushed me. And because like over the years, you kind of grow a relationship with them and yeah, they want right. yep. to see you succeed. And so, um, yeah, I think getting close to your professors was is is or was a really big thing for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that helped me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely, as I'm almost graduating here, I've developed great relationships with professors and they have helped me tremendously. Like, I don't know, I was getting towards the end of my college career and I'm like freaking out. I remember talking to you. I'm like, dude, like I got to get on this job track, blah, blah, blah and I was working hard, putting all this work in, and I'm like, I don't, this isn't, why is nothing coming up? I'm applying all this crap, and then eventually, like, everything just fell into place, and I give a lot of thanks to professors uh, for putting my name out there to employers and stuff and getting me recognized, and that's definitely helped me tremendously. Just creating relationships with professors is key, and I know at a lot of schools, like, the big names, schools, um, I don't know. You, It's hard to develop relationships with them because I feel that they. It, it's hard because it's such a big school and mm-hmm. they don't really recognize your face. So that's why I'm glad I, I went to Winona. Um, it's a smaller school and it was just easier to create relationships with professors. And I, it was just a, a huge tool that's actually very easy and you can access and get connected with your professors easily. Like you think it's hard or weird to kind of go talk to them, but it, it shows a lot about who you are and, um, showing that you care about your future and investing in yourself pretty much. And when they see that, they definitely want to help those kids out. So that's, yeah, that's definitely like piece of advice I would give to people in college or getting into college or yeah. So that's a huge thing in college. Um So kind of wrapping up here, what's, what's one piece of advice you would give someone younger? I know you just threw a bunch of useful stuff out there, but like, do you have one piece of advice for someone younger than you?
1: Yeah, it is if I could like do things differently and like looking back and like sophomore year, junior year, I was like, I needed, you need to be patient and you need to sacrifice certain things. If you want to be better in your, if your future, if you really care about your future, you might have to miss out on going out or Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is. And that's hard to realize back then because you're more focused on the next 24 hours than the next we'll say 24 years whatever it is but success takes sacrifice and that's like Shaco, this podcast that we listen to um discipline equals freedom i think you can tie those hand in hand that Mm -hmm. you need you need to be disciplined now and do what you need to do now if you want to be successful in your later years and so kind of just That's always having a big picture in life versus, like, I guess you would just say small. But um, I think that's very important. And I think that's something that I struggled with and that I think a lot of people out there do as well. And so, yeah.
0: yeah. That's definitely why I'm doing this whole entire podcast thing is just to help people younger younger than us pretty much or, like, our age. It's, like, just trying to get the message out what we've went through and just realizing the things you need to do to get to certain points. Um, I think, I don't know if I'm going to say this quote, right, but do things now that people aren't to do things later that people can't. That's a huge thing that I think of. Um, Obviously like doing things now, like missing out on the parties or like doing this and you're doing other things that are going towards your future. Like People are going to keep doing that stuff their whole life. And then you're going to be, or like, they're, gonna, they're not going to be successful. They, maybe they will. You never know. But I'm just saying, like, they might be working that same job for whatever X amount of years, making the same exact amount of money, and then working till they're 70 years old. Who knows? But my main thing is just sacrificing some years now to live how you want later that's a big that's a big thing for me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's tough it's not easy like right yeah do you
1: think i want to be doing whatever i'm doing that i'm missing out on the party or hanging out with friends or whatever it is no i would much rather be doing that but you gotta sometimes you just can't do it all and so you gotta pick what wins and what loses Mm -hmm. um another part of growing up i guess.
0: Exactly. Um, so to end this, uh, second episode with my good pal, Andrew C press, I have something for people that the people that are, I don't know, staying in tune with this and actually want to listen and apply themselves to this. I have a little challenge for people. It's a 10 day challenge. I'm calling it the, uh, try something new challenge. And there's five things to this. I actually, uh, got this from another podcast person, business person, um, the challenge idea. So there's five things to this challenge. Try getting into a good sleep routine. I think a lot of people don't realize how much this will help with productivity every day. Uh, the next thing, read 20 pages of a book every day. So whatever, anything, just read 20 pages. That It, it definitely sparks new things and will bring new interest to you. And I'm only saying these things because I have tried this and it definitely has put momentum into my things or my everyday life. So three, call a family member or friend and see how they are doing. Definitely during these times, um, everyone, you never know, people could be lonely. You get your extroverts that are having a really hard time with this and not being able to see people. Um, Fourth thing. Work out or move for at least forty-five minutes. You may not want to do it, but I think you'll realize the difference in your day, how much better you feel. I know that there's some times where I'm like, and you can relate too, I bet. It's like, oh, I don't want to work out, and then I I know like towards the end of the workout, I'm like, oh my god, I feel so much better. I'm I'm glad I did this. And then you're next thing you know, you're freaking cleaning or doing stuff that you didn't think you were gonna do that morning. Um, and then the last thing, write down three goals for the rest of 2020, whatever that is. It could be a goal for tomorrow, a goal next week, monthly, um, anything you want to achieve at the end of the year. Uh, I've been doing this for a while. Have you been doing goals or anything, C-Press? I have,
1: I don't write them down, but I have my yeah. like mental goals and I know mm-hmm. what I need to do to accomplish them. Yeah.
0: Um, Would you so say I'd, it feels good to kind of get that you you accomplish those and it just makes you want to keep going?
1: Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. And I think even writing them down is almost more important because then you get the satisfaction of checking it off in the box, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's like a big thing. Uh, so yeah, definitely take the time write them out, or you don't have to, but you can just do mental ones. But it's definitely. You got to work or strive for something. Otherwise, yeah. you're just staying flat and you're not going anywhere. Right. And you're going to stay that way. If you Knowledge is power is what I like to say. So yep. always try to improve yourself.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 well, all right. I appreciate you doing this with me. It's pretty freaking sweet to be doing this and having having my good pal doing this with me. I hope this helps people out. I don't know. I'm trying to keep yeah. them, like, 30 to 40 minutes, I guess, to kind of keep you um, engaged with it. I don't want to go over, like, 45 minutes, because I feel like after that I, I would lose interest. I know I do. So uh,
1: we, we're at, like, 50. We ran a little long.
0: Yeah, well, I hope <laughs> we brought some value to people. But appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Peace out, people. Yes. <laughs>